Bigfoot Club Season 2, Episode 7. I'm your host, Robert Jesse Dominguez, and with me always is... Not always. <laughs> but Christopher Lee Cobbs! And... Ash. Ash. <laughs> How you guys doing? It's been like two weeks since we did a show. I'm tired. Tired. <laughs> I'm tired too. Mucho cansado. Oh, always. So very tired. We gotta... We have to... Tim Clay's last show was like 228 downloads. Yeah. So we have to top that. I don't, I don't know how we're going to do it, but... We're just going to download it a bunch ourselves. <laughs> the fact that we're here is a miracle. I feel like it. Yeah, this is the eve of the of the Coronas. Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, I'm tired of hearing about it. Me, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I don't know. I say take it seriously, but don't freak out about exactly yeah i mean i'm 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 not trying to say blow it off and act like it's nothing but you don't have to raid every store on every corner and lose your mind over it i totally agree i mean i like to think that people should wash their hands and you know, clean <laughs> themselves on a regular. <laughs> and don't sneeze on people. Yeah, and don't just go up and sneezing and rubbing your booger fingers on people. So, what am I supposed to do my time off? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, I mean, I just. I'm flabbergasted by it. Yeah. It just, and how quick it happened. Yeah. I think that's, that's the part that's kind of makes you take a step back is how fast. It moves. Yeah. <clears throat> I think hopefully taking good precautions. Yeah. I think I think everything's gonna be all right. It's just you know, yeah. It's just it's just, another. We just gotta wait till it goes over. It's another virus that you know we're gonna we're gonna overcome and. I wouldn't mind staying home some more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my For kiddos sure. got extended yeah. two weeks spring break. I think pretty much. Everybody has. Everybody at this does. Point, yeah. <laughs> but better to be safe. I know this coronavirus makes us have to do another move at work. So yeah, mm. I'm not looking forward to that. <clears throat> but no. But it is what it is. It is what it is. So got to go with the times. So I'm glad we're actually back. It's been um, and we got a. A couple good two weeks coming up. We're going to be doing uh, Ken the Marvelous Marvel next weekend, uh, which is on the 22nd. And then following that, we're going to be doing Brad Freeman uh, on the 29th. So I'm pretty excited about that. And hopefully we can get Luke in for a second or for a part two. Or yeah, part that. two. So, so I'm pretty excited about that. But I wanted to do this show on the Four Horsemen of Bigfoot. <laughs> You want a sugar cube or something? <laughs> no, I want a salt lick. <laughs> so, <laughs> just like before we started, have you, had you guys heard of the Four Horsemen before? Not necessarily by that particular name. But mm-hmm. Like you know, I've seen them around on things and in yeah. things and heard about them and yeah. Never, never. Yeah. Being the skeptic of the group, I'm not. I'm not. I was kind of expecting that, but it's it's okay. It's not it's not a bad thing. It's just I I, I kind of grew up on mostly John Green and Rene DeHendon and Grover Krantz. I I didn't know that much about uh, Peter Byrne, but um, as a kid, I checked out 
books from John Green and Renee DeHinden a lot, and I did book reports on it, and I was like super passionate about it. So, you know, if if our if our library, our, our DS DISD library had their books, I would just check them out, and I would just check them out for weeks and weeks, and and then turn them back in, and then check them back out again. <laughs> so, so you're that guy. That's yeah. adorable. <laughs> Cause you're I, the guy that took the book that nobody else could take. Because <laughs> I, I do remember, like, he, he, I think John Green, he wrote, like, five, like four or five books. And I was only able to find one, uh, The Apes Among Us. And I checked that one out, and I did a book report. And I remember there was a guy in my second grade class. His name was Michael Nunez. And he was, he was friends. He was really close friends with me. And he would, as I was writing this, this uh, book report, he was convinced that we were going to go to the Pacific Northwest and go look for Bigfoot. <laughs> you should look that guy up. <laughs> he was that guy that says, I'll go with you, Robert. Let's go. Let's go. I said, okay, let's go. <laughs> Got to ask my mom first. <laughs> so. you, you should find him and you should go. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be, that would be cool. Uh, After all these years, you finally get to go. That's how we could start our YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> Find Michael Nunez first, and then go find Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> that could all be part of the documentary. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. The Hunting way. Nunez. That's hot. That's and then Bigfoot. And then Bigfoot. <laughs> <clears throat> like the Sam Elliott movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> movie was really sad. Uh, uh, they don't do documentaries like that. Find your friend, find Bigfoot. Yeah. That could well, be the name of it. there you go. I mean... There you, you just laid it out nobody's there. nobody's done it before, then there you go. We'll take find my time. friend, find Bigfoot. <laughs> Win some awards, and that's how we get our funding. There you go. Oh, man. That's awesome. Um, okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to start off with uh, John Green. John Green is like... Uh, when it, like I was telling you before, he, this person that I had heard, I had heard from before as a kid, and um, when... I think he was one of the very first people to start writing uh, books on Bigfoot, and his his books were considered like the Bible of Bigfoot. Like, cause like it was before anybody else has, was writing stuff. I think uh, Peter Byrne was writing stuff too, but he was writing stuff about the Yeti and stuff. Yeah. So, <clears throat> John Willis Willison Green, born February twelfth, nineteen twenty seven, Vancouver, British Columbia. He he was actually a he was actually graduated from he got a master's degree in journalism at Columbia University and, uh, at the age of twenty. So he's got he's got that and then he he went to uh, I think he went to what did I see go to Harvard not Harvard but Columbia University okay so. I think he started his Bigfoot stuff in like 1957, he, where he met Rene DeHinden, and they and there were two researchers that actually collaborated and on uh, Bigfoot sightings and stuff like that. So okay, so it was the he went to the University of, of British, British Columbia, Columbia and then Columbia, Columbia University. University. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he he actually compiled a database. I don't know how he, he probably just wrote it all down, like 3,000 sightings and track reports and so that was like yeah. that was massive mm-hmm. even for back then and at, at that time it was like crazy and um 
like I was saying before, he was he had collaborated with Renee DeHannon. I don't know if they were actually still friends afterwards. Really? Because it didn't. They didn't talk bad about each other. I don't. I don't recall. But um, but they were friends at first, and I feel was, like if they weren't, then we would probably know about. <laughs> yeah. <that. laughs> yeah. Just, just from what little bit that you know, I was watching videos of um, Renee. He seems very, very. Yeah, I was going to say very blunt to the point, it, man. It, that would let you know everything that you wanted to know. He was like, he was outspoken. Yeah. <laughs> Renee would have let us know. Let, if he let didn't me like tell him. you about this guy. So. <clears throat> We'll, we'll get to some of that a little later on, huh? So, <laughs> Bluff Creek, he was actually in Bluff Creek in 1958. So, that was kind of like, that's kind of odd. Yeah. And I kind of noticed that. He was at Bluff Creek doing inside um There was like uh, some tracks that they were deeply impressed to indicate the weight many times over. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I think he went there to go investigate it. It was in Bluff Creek. So, it's just kind of odd how that's the epicenter well, of the Bigfoot world. Yeah. So. So um, <clears throat> the uh, BFRO had indicated that Sasquatch the Apes among us is the book that I checked out in second grade. Yeah, was like the best, the best Bigfoot. You're reading that book in the second grade. <laughs> well, I was. I swear, <laughs> that was kind of heavy, man. I was. I was. It was. But I was. Yeah. It was the only book they had, and I because he he wrote he wrote on on the track of Sasquatch in '68, the year of Sasquatch '70. The Sasquatch Files, nineteen seventy three, Sasquatch and Apes Among Us in seventy eight. So he took a little bit of time off. Mm-hmm. Encounters with Bigfoot, uh, and then the best of Sasquatch Bigfoot after that. So he, you said he was there in fifty eight. Fifty eight, yeah. Because the 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 Gimlin film came out in sixty seven. Sixty seven. Yeah. So, so uh, ten years before. Patterson and Gimlin were yeah. even out there. Yeah, I think once you get to read Grover's, he's he was at Bluff Creek too. So, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, um, but there was like some side notes that I actually didn't know about John Green. He was like, uh, he was he was the mayor. Let me see here. Yeah, he was the mayor in '63 of village, the village of Harrison in Hot Springs, British Columbia. And where he he spearheaded the world championship sand sculpture competition for many years. <laughs> that I did not know. How could you not? I know. <laughs> so I wonder if he ever did one like a, a big foot. You know? Maybe. That's what I was, you know. Or maybe not. He keeps his personal political life separate. <laughs> so I think like before that in uh, 54, his, uh, he had a local newspaper and he was the editor. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. Agassiz Harrison Advance was the name of the of the newspaper. I think that was pretty good, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> he he sold it in seventy two to to pursue Sasquatch full time. Wow. So then uh um, So that's where he got his funding. Yeah, because I I remember when I was when when we were doing uh the Bigfoot's the the TBRC stuff, we actually wanted to reach out to him. And he was really hard to get in touch with. I think at the time his wife was like really ill and he was taking care of her. And, um, but it didn't, it doesn't say whenever his wife passed away, but it says he passed away in May the 28th, 2016. So, yeah, I watched um, a really bad interview with him on YouTube and it wasn't necessarily him, but the, the people interviewing didn't seem very prepared, but he's very sure with them. Like he's kind of 
yeah. it seemed like he was kind of like, mm, you should have done your research and already know this things about me. Yeah. You know, I don't really want to talk about it. Because that, I think it, when, when we formed the TBRC, we had talked about reaching out to him because that was, he was like, he was like the top. Yeah. Top of our list to come do the, the Texas Bigfoot Research Conference. And at that time, I remember, I think I was talking to Larry Lunn. He's out in the Pacific Northwest, and he was telling me he's he's a recluse, man. He doesn't doesn't take phone calls. He doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you have to write him. You had to write him, and if he responded, then he responded. But if he didn't, then he didn't. So. But anywho, he had five children. Oh yeah, by the the way. (laughs) (laughs) So. Me too, Dubs. So. yeah, the, the shows here that he had a, a website. I looked it up and I can't find it. SasquatchDatabase.com. I guess we're. I don't know who took that over. I got to research that. See who took over all his three thousand signing reports. Um, but that's be interesting to see that. It's like a lot, a lot. It's a lot, so, a lot. So anyway, I'll pass it on. Whoever wants to go next. I was. I just. I was looking at it's. Uh, Powsbooks.blog and it talks about the the ten best books about the Sasquatch by John Zeta. Mm-hmm. And number one is Sasquatch the Apes Among Us. Apes Among Us, yeah. By John Green. <laughs> My guy um, that I'm gonna talk about has the number three uh, book. It's Bigfoot Sasquatch Evidence by John Krantz. So John Kranz, Grover Kranz. <laughs> Grover Kranz. <laughs> he wrote the Bigfoot. Yeah. Are they brothers? Are they? Yeah, they're brothers, man. They have the same first name, different last names. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. John, which one? Kranz? <laughs> oh, whatever. Uh, yeah, throw those on the floor. You don't need them. It's too funny. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe he should be covered first. Yeah, because you're gonna, your guy's gonna. <laughs> well, I don't know. Your guy's gonna take him down. So I can see both sides of this coin, though. Yeah, I think you know. <clears throat> I think if you're the four horsemen of anything, you know, and you're the first ones to come out, I, I can only think that you're gonna disagree. About some stuff, you know. I think he was more, did not uh, agree with his techniques for like, Mm -hmm. uh, like interviewing witnesses and things like that. He felt like he, he led them some and it's just like, I could, I could see that. Yeah. You know, when I was, when I was, uh, and I can't remember the name of the class, but it's for my master's um, program and, uh, and I can't remember the class, but anyway, it, it's talk. It talks specifically about that in therapy. You never want to lead the 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 client into you. You, you don't ever want. To, do you feel this way, or do you feel this? Did you see this? Did you hear this, or anything like that? It's what did you hear? What did mm-hmm. you see? You know, because leading them subconsciously, they're going to be oh well, maybe I did. You know, so. Yeah. And that's what, what when we when we did our, our uh, Todd Standing 
episode. That's what he did over Fraud. and over oh, yeah. and over yeah. and over. Yeah, he did. That was. It was. It, that was one of the things that drove me. One of the biggest things that drove me crazy about that is he would never let them come to their own conclusion. Mm-hmm. He was just constantly just, you know, oh look at this, look at this, oh look at you see how it's shaped and da da da. And I'm like, just yeah, let them go over there and look for themselves. I'm like, dude. Yeah. When he went out with Les Stroud, he didn't do that as much, but he did it. And then when Les was like doing his voiceover or whatever, he he pointed that out. Like he wants to believe so bad. Yeah. He wants it to be real so bad that he want he would do anything to make someone else agree with him. Yeah. And that's it. It just it's way desperate. You know, he comes off as way desperate when he does that, and it just it. I was like, just let them let them go look. And then let them tell you, and then tell them what you see. So, but anyway, we kind of went off on a tangent there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> back to Grover Krantz. Yes. Um, so Grover Krantz, uh, one of the 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 four horsemen of Bigfoot. He's uh, born November fifth, nineteen thirty one, and died on uh, Valentine's Day hmm. in two thousand two. Um, he was an anthropologist and cryptozoologist. Um, one of the, the things that for him to be one of the big four of Bigfoot, mm-hmm. he was a skeptic for a very, very long time. Yeah. You know, he, he, he drew uh, heavy criticism and uh, accusations of fringe science. Um, mm-hmm. not, not that, too that's sure. That's basically like. Pseudoscience, kind of. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like eh, it kind of exists in the world of reality, but kind of you know, not. Kind of not. Yeah. I guess I should have done more research on fringe science, but anyway. Uh, There's a whole show on Fox back in ten years ago about it. it had you know J.J. Abrams did. Huh. It was yeah. called Fringe. It was called Fringe. <laughs> yeah. I never it watched it. It was kind of X-Filesy, and that was what they investigated was okay. fringe sciences. But yeah, that that in itself cost him a lot of. Uh, research grants and promotions yeah and it it delayed his uh his his tenure at the at university so he he he'd think he wrote like 10 papers yeah 10 papers and um, and a lot of it got scoffed by the the all the scientific world yeah it says 60 academic articles and 10 books on human evolution and then uh conducted field research in europe and china but um he didn't write much on bigfoot himself but when he started to actually do the Bigfoot, mm-hmm. that's when he started to get in all the, the, the criticism. And, it, it you know, they were like, hey. And then it cost him, you know, a lot of money and, and promotions. Um, in the early 1960s, uh, he worked as a technician. Um, I guess that's Phoebe Harvest Museum of Anthology mm-hmm. in Berkeley, California. And then he became a full-time teaching position at Washington State University. Where he taught uh, from 1968 till he retired in 1998. Um, he did. He taught military history, on field theory, um, and that physics, in military know. history, and current events. So, but <clears throat> like I said, he was he was a big uh, he was a big critic, and then he was shown he he saw the the Patterson Gimlin film. Uh, and and it says he says he was skeptical, believing the film to be an elaborate hoax, saying, "quote 
it looked to me like someone wearing a gorilla suit. And then, quote, I gave Sasquatch only a 10% chance of being real. So that that's just surprising to me that yeah. he's, a, he's a he's a, you know, four horsemen of Bigfoot and he it was only 10%. Well, he started off that way. I think eventually he got Oh the, yeah, he 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 got the bug and Yeah. he started to Cuz it says after years of criticism, Krantz finally became convinced of Bigfoot's um, existence after analyzing the Cripplefoot uh, plaster cast gathered at Bossburg, Bossburg yeah. Washington in uh, December 1969. Um, and he also while he was in Bossburg, he met uh, John Green. Yeah. And the two remained friends until Cranston's death. Yeah. So unlike Hoodoo over here that Ash is going to talk about later, they they were friends, him and John Green. Um, so I just thought it cool that he started out really, uh, really skeptical. Yeah. And then he became one of the biggest, you know, Bigfoot researchers. I, man, there's so much, so much about this guy. Yeah. Um. I don't know how much you really want me to go over, but there's, there's. I thought it was cool too. He married his. He was married four times, and he married his fourth wife on his birthday in 1982. <laughs> I just thought that was funny, and then died on Valentine's Day. We were we were talking off show that I remember, um, like growing up. I think it was on In Search of, but it could be on documentary or something. But he had whenever he was into the Bigfoot stuff. He was doing this yeah. strange gate. I, I, I strange, saw the, the video. I was going to talk about Yeah, Strange gate where he's walking. Yeah. But it, it looks like, yeah. like it should. Yeah. <laughs> it looks, when I, when you first watch it, it, lo- it looks goofy well, as hell. He, look, he looks really goofy. But it's actually correct. It's, you know. Well, there's actually two videos. There's one where he's walking outside, and then there's one where he's walking on, like, a yeah. counter in, like, a lab. Yeah. And when he's on that counter in the lab, he looks really goofy. I think that's at the Washington State um, Sasquatch Symposium. Yeah. That so, I, I actually tried to go to that a couple of times when I was like in my um, early 30s. Gotta, I'm going to go to Washington. <laughs> so I tried, to, I tried to go to that, but it was like, it was too expensive. Yeah. I said, man, I, and, and that's my only regret is that I didn't get a chance to go to that. And I think... I think there was a time when all four of them were there. I could, I could, yeah. be, I could be wrong, but um, but I was. I'm, I'm sure there was. Yeah. If if they were, I don't know if I said this, but uh, he was born in Salt Lake City. You actually didn't, so that's good. So I just said when he was born, but he was born in Salt Lake City. Um, Is he a Mormon? I don't think right. it says anything in here about him being Mormon. He attended uh, University of Utah for a year. He's Mormon. <laughs> Pretty sure. He joined the Air National Guard. <laughs> Sorry. Where he served as a desert survival instructor. Yeah, he's Mormon. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yep. No, no store Mormons. <laughs> then he transferred to the I'm University of California, Berkeley. Yeah. He completed a Bachelor of Science degree in 1955 and a Master's degree in 1958. With the uh, submission of his doctoral dissertation titled The Origins of Man, Kranz obtained his doctorate in anthropology from the University of Minnesota in 1971. I think, too, that... And these are some smart people, man. Yeah. Like, 
he was one of the first doctors to ever really mm-hmm. come out about Bigfoot. PhD, yeah. Yeah, PhD, not yeah, PhD, not doctor, doctor, but PhD to come out and you know start saying, hey, you know, Bigfoot is Bigfoot's a thing, man. Yeah, because I I remember growing up, every documentary or every book tried to get him. Just because, like, he had mm-hmm. he had the PhD, and so everybody wanted to get his, his opinion about stuff like that. So I think that's probably why the Hendon didn't like him as much because he was he was getting all this play as a PhD, and you know I, I don't know. That's just that's Maybe. just that's just Possibly. my, that, that's just my opinion. That's from like the one lecture that I watched where he was really getting into him. It, it <laughs> did seem more so that he didn't agree with. Um, like his research methods, mm-hmm. and he seemed like he uh, accepted some things as evidence that he didn't that yeah. Renee didn't necessarily agree. Was it like <laughs> there's seventy five Sasquatches in here? And it's like no, there's not. <laughs> it's like like his numbers were always really high, and yeah. just like his evidence was just like you know dismissible, you know, inconclusive. But he he would use it as hard evidence and he didn't agree with that you know things like that which i guess i can i can i can kind of see that yeah i mean if somebody comes to you and they don't have hard evidence i mean but they're claiming that it's it's i mean it's it's all conjecture yeah Yeah. until until bigfoot is is found and dropped and dropped yeah then it's all conjecture every bit of it yeah everyone has their own theories and what nodding on experiences and thoughts on things and some are more excitable than others yeah. surely mm-hmm. and you know want everything to be real and and, and it not it isn't necessarily everybody's techniques are different like, i mean they they might take some from some and some from someone else or, but everybody does it differently like, i mean it's no yeah. different than in the paranormal world it's the same oh, yeah. thing it's the same exact thing it's just they're looking for Bigfoot and mm-hmm. the paranormals are looking for spirits and ghosts. So it says, uh, Crancis studies a Bigfoot, which he called Sasquatch. Is he a lazy coward? Huh? No, because he's in the, he was, I think when he was doing it, he was in the Pacific Northwest. Anyway, uh, led him to believe that this was an actual creature. Uh, he theorized that sightings were due to small pockets of surviving Gigantopithecus uh with the oh i just had the wrong page uh population having migrated across the bering uh, land bridge which was later used by humans to enter north america uh gigantopithecus uh, lived alongside humans, but is thought to have gone extinct 100,000 years ago in Eastern Asia, while the Bering Land Bridge existed between 135,000 to 70,000 years. BP. So in 1985, Crunch tried to formally name Bigfoot by presenting a paper at the meeting of the International Society of Cryptozoology held in Sussex, England. Isn't that where uh, Homeboy is the Dutch of? Who? The one that just married the the American girl. Yeah, yeah. He's the they're the Dutch and Duchess of Sussex. Sussex. Harry, Harry. is that his name? Yeah. Harry yeah. and what's his wife's name? Uh, Henderson. <laughs> Meghan Markle. Mary, yeah, there you go. So they're Sorry. the they're the Dutch and Duchess of Sussex. Anyway, 
Funny um, you should mention that. Nobody got my joke. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I knew what you were talking about. Uh, assigning it later. to. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, can I get through this? Go, no. go. We have we have to fill time. We assigning it to the Bino Man Gigantopithecus Blackie. Uh, although this was not permitted by the International Commission on Zoological uh, Nomenclature because G. Blackie was an existing toxin and because the creature was lacking a holotype. That's that's the name he wanted to go with? Yeah, mm -hmm. G. Blackie. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Uh, maybe. But it's spelled... Um, with an I, right? Yeah, it's B-L-A-C-K-I. Oh. It probably <laughs> means something else. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it means... I'm sure it's like an abbreviation sort of or something. He's too smart for me, man. Yeah. A species named from footprints. Footprints. That was the name of the <clears throat> paper. Yeah. Krantz then tried to have his paper title, The Species Named from Footprints, published in an academic journal, although it was rejected by reviewers. Dun, dun, dun. Ba, ba, ba. So, yeah, I do recall whenever people talked about or talked about the four horsemen, when they were all four were still alive. You know, um, Peter Bird's still alive, but um, they would scoff at each other. And I... John John didn't get to talk that much because he was he didn't talk anymore after I forgot what year it was but he kind of quit talking and but anytime someone talked to Renee or Grover they were just nipping at each other all the time and I don't think Peter really cared and he didn't care so so um, but I thought it was kind of funny that you know it was visible that they didn't like each other mm -hmm. so oh yeah it was like it was shown I think there's like footage of them I, I couldn't find it but it was footage of Grover and Renee just jawing at each other at some symposium, and it was, it was awesome. It was like pretty, probably good, you know, it was good drama to be there and watch it. So, but John and Grover were friends, man. Yeah, but I mean, again, you can be friends and disagree, and, argue <clears throat> and yeah, but I mean, like I like I said before, I think any time that you know you're considered one of the top of of anything or one of the founding fathers or four however you want to say it um you're you're gonna have your 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 quarrels and your squabbles and and all that i mean and probably your ego as well oh yeah your ego is gonna be <laughs> you know yeah if there's so. only four people doing it at the time you know now it's a saturated market. But yeah. Back in the day, it was not. You only had your handful. And that's 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 a good point too, because now it is everywhere and so readily available. That's what going back to what John Green did in his his database, because he said he has over three thousand, like over three thousand mm -hmm. uh, works that he he had databased. And I, I'm thinking, man, that. That's dedication. It was. You know, now you can just record it and yeah. and and or get an Excel spreadsheet. Or, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> record it and then throw it yeah. in an Excel spreadsheet and you know, he had sketches and I mean uh diagrams, 
I'm just all, and I'm sure, I'm sure they all did. Um, but that just, it, that's dedication. And I don't think that a lot of them today put that much dedication into it. They don't have to. They don't have to. That's it. They don't have to. And, you know, I think they walk on the backs of these guys. And, uh, they probably don't know who any of these guys are. They just watch yeah. TV and then go out in the woods with lots of lights and <laughs> their cell phones. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that was interesting. That is, it's, I mean, it's all interesting to me. And, I mean, I just, for them to put so much effort and so much and, and lose money. I mean, this, these guys are, are smart guys and he's losing time at, at, you know, his university and using, losing grants and stuff, but yet he still continued to, to push through for something that he believed in. And, you know, you have to respect that. I mean, I, do. I, I don't, I don't agree with it, but I don't have to agree with it. But you have to respect it. You know, he believed in something and he went for it. He was probably like the Muhammad Ali of cryptozoology at the time because he got, yeah, he, he got like not banned or disbarred, but he most of his stuff, most of his works were not supported at all. Cryptozoology or anthropology? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, he was he was talking about cryptozoology yeah. in, in from anthropology. in That's, anthropology's platform yeah i think that's where that's where it got skewed and that's where he got so much criticism for it is because he was trying to compare the two and put cryptozoology into anthropology i mean it's not i mean it makes sense yeah yeah it's you know i mean i mean it makes sense they're they're hominoids yeah Yeah. so i don't know i mean if they're not related to us or in our chain of whatever known species they're still yeah yeah. still Mm mm-hmm I, I falls into that. I bet if he was, I bet he was out now, he wouldn't. They wouldn't have so much. He wouldn't take so much heat now. No, no, no. So he, but I mean, think, think of anything that's brand new. It always gets heat at the beginning, and there yeah. always has, to, there always has to be those trailblazers. There's always got to be those ones at the beginning that take all the heat and that take all the beating and take all the the lash or whatever you want to call it, um, and all the the crap. And then now look at it, like you said, Ash. It's it's everywhere now. It's just yeah. it's like oh, Bigfoot. Okay, <clears throat> it's you, you know. Want, do you know Bobo? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go with the Hinden? The Hinden, yeah. He's hilarious. I watched a few. You know, I said earlier, I watched a couple of of his uh, lectures and whatnots on on YouTube and the YouTubes on the YouTubes and. He's he's a pretty fun guy. Yeah, he's he's got a distinctive voice. Yeah, because he was um he's born in Switzerland and then moved to Canada, so his accent was like a an interesting <laughs> mixture of like yeah. Saskatchewan and, and Switzerland. I don't know how to, but yeah. Yeah, I remember him saying, "Girl, you know, just because you have a degree doesn't make you smart." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talking about talking about Grover. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry, Ash. but um, yeah, I guess he had uh, grown up, grown up in Switzerland, and then moved to Canada in in nineteen fifty three. And around the same time, he heard a radio show about uh, the Yeti in Himalayas, and he said, "He's like that would be that would be pretty cool to go go hunt that thing." And the guy he's working with at this dairy farm said, "You don't have to go anywhere; you can find it right here in British Columbia." Yeah, and uh, that's kind of he's like, okay. <laughs> you know, hey, the, you know that reminds me of 
of you, Robert. What? You don't have to go to yeah. Pacific Northwest. You could find him here right. in Texas. Texas. <laughs> East Texas. Not in East Texas. Not in East Texas. But oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I said within three years, he was uh, he was starting to, uh, to do research sometimes with uh, John Green. And he first met him in, in, in 1956. And uh, during during his lifetime, he did it. He did a lot of a lot of research, a lot of a lot of witness uh, interviewings and physical evidence examination. But he, uh, he 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 said he never actually got to see one, yeah, or anything, you know. And that was kind of one of the things that he said, you know, before he died. He's like, you know, he spent over forty years and he never found it. And he's like, I don't know. I guess that says something. Uh, either about himself, I guess, or yeah, or what's out there, you know. Yeah, you know, I had thought of that whenever I had heard he had passed. I said, "Man, he he never saw it." Because I I remember watching interviews or reading his, some of his books, and he was saying that he he never saw one, but he was you know he researched a bunch of it and um, interviewed a you know a lot of eyewitnesses and stuff. But whenever I had heard he had passed, I had like, "Oh man, he never saw it." So. But, like, it seemed like uh, up in Canada, he was kind of, like, the representative. Like, if you, if you picture people yeah, when it came to, to Big Blue, yeah, that was the guy that did it. You know, he was their spokesperson, so to <laughs> speak, it seems like, you know. Um, yeah. He said that, you know, that character from Harry uh, Henderson's space right. him, too. <laughs> you know, uh, which is pretty cool. I can see that, you know. Um, which 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 character was he? Uh the the French guy, right, right, right. You know, um, the, he's the damn hard guy. Yeah. Uh, I think his name was Lafleur. Lafleur, Jacques Lafleur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was based on him. Oh my lo- gosh, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Oh, I don't even know who you're it. talking about. Yeah, I love that. character. He was the bad guy, but then he like he was he was oh he changed his mind. He turned good at the end. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When he, because he saw him in the, at the very end, he saw him in the wood. Bigfoot, like, mm-hmm. uh, Harry. He, he saved him, right? Confront, yeah, he saves him. He, like, grabs the gun and, like, takes, and, like, holds him down and just, like, looks at him. Yeah. yeah. He looks at him and he's just like, you know. Because he doesn't. Like, it just finally occurs to him. It's like, uh, I get it now. Because <laughs> Harry, Harry doesn't hurt him. Right. Yeah. I remember that. I, um. I don't like a lot of Bigfoot movies, but I, I do like that one. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah. Yeah. I I always did. It's funny too. It's super funny. And I think we talked about it. My favorite part is where he's doing the the siren when he's popping out of the head. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite part. I love that part. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I don't know. I I thought, I think mine was, I think we talked about it already where uh, he's, Watching a lady in the window, in the yeah, <laughs> yeah, in the hot tub, and then he sees a lady putting chicken in the. Bowl. He looks at both, and he looks concerned and so. so yeah, so it's I like funny. when he's watching TV, <laughs> and he's like laughing his ass off and like throwing stuff at the TV and stuff because he's just like it's so funny to him. <clears throat> so that that guy was based off of, of yeah, De Hinden. Yeah. yeah, I guess loosely based off of very him. loosely. Yeah. I guess just because he was just. On TV a lot, and I, like he yeah. did those those beer commercials. And I stuff think too. I think they're making him like French Canadian. Yeah, yeah. That's well, funny. it's it's probably easier accent than Swiss yeah. Canadian. <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, yeah. It's a, you know, um, 
he traveled a lot with like the Patterson Gimlin film. He said he was the first to take it over to Russia to have it looked at by mm-hmm. people. Like he, he really appreciated the scientific approach to it and wanted it to be to be studied. And he he traveled around a lot, like United Kingdom and Sweden, Finland, Switz, you know, yeah. Switzerland, Switzerland, Switzerland. <laughs> um, but he he yeah he took he took the. Uh, the Patterson Gimlin film to uh, the Soviet Union and had it get looked at and analyzed and all that and he was friends with a lot of a lot of people in the field and stuff and uh, I think he only had written one book himself. Um, hmm. Did he forward it or did he, someone else help him with that one? Um, let me see. I think I lost it. Yeah, hang on said oh his only book written 20 years after he interfield sasquatch was written with don with don hunter yeah so he co-wrote it and it came out like in 73 that's a shame all that knowledge yeah it it seemed like he was he was busy yeah hustling and stuff um he he did a lot of symposiums a lot of a lot of bigfoot conferences a lot of of lectures like it, it seemed like he was doing it like really from a very very uh scholarly approach i guess you could say yeah. you know um and they did they did uh, ha, they said they had a documentary made of them in in 1999 about all four of them which i didn't know about i wish i would have i'm gonna watch it yeah i was i was saying i, I'm, I need looked that up. I, I need sasquatch to watch it. odyssey sasquatch odyssey yeah and it's got all, it's about all four of them um this film from June to September '98. Too sweet. Yep, yep. I ha- I have to I have to say this because I forgot to say this about Grover. He was buried with his dogs. Right. We were well, he wasn't buried. He wasn't buried. Sorry, he wasn't buried. He was put in a a um, display. His skeleton was put in a display in the Smithsonian. Um, with his with his, his dogs. Um, uh, Icky. Yahoo uh, and Clyde, Clyde, Clyde. Icky, Clyde, <laughs> Icky, and Yahoo. I think yeah, Clyde, Icky, and Yahoo. I think it's awesome. Yeah, so he was he was put on display with his three dogs. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. I had to come. Yeah, in. yeah. Well, that, that's <clears throat> interesting. Yeah, information. They put him in a body farm first, and yeah, that's that's right. Studied. They put him in a body farm, studied him. And then Smithsonian with took his dogs. His, took you, his bones and his dogs, I, but I, it was at his request. He requested yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah. You know, I, he, I, he wanted. I think I could be wrong on this, but I think Grover and Renee both died of pancreatic cancer. Yeah, Grover yeah. did. Grover died of pancreatic cancer. Uh, Renee died of, of prostate cancer. Prostate, okay. <clears throat> In 2001. Yeah. I do recall whenever he passed, I was like, uh, I was in, in the TBRC. I remember we had talked about it and. We were trying to get him into the TBRC first. Him yeah. and John Green, and it would have been that would have been a treat. It would have been a treat to get them, but so we got Lauren Coleman. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so he, he okay, good records. Um, just because he doesn't keep good company doesn't mean he doesn't have a good yeah, good history or whatever. So Peter Peter Cecil Byrne. This is a Peter guy. Peter Byrne, yeah. Peter Byrne. This is a guy that actually I knew about, but I didn't know a whole lot about him at all. And growing, you know, growing up, I didn't do. I mean, I was interested, like in the Yeti, but I was more interested in like Bigfoot. 
Um, he was born in Dublin, Ireland, on August the twenty second, nineteen twenty five. I loved it all, man. And he was actually a part of the Royal British Air Force. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know that about him either. So, oh. so, so don't he, know people's military backgrounds. So yeah, and so in forty six, he was in. Well, he was part of the Royal Air uh, Air Force in Bombay, India, where he met up with uh, Peter Saunders from North Fork. Mm-hmm a private uh, Yeti researcher, and they they were in, in the Himalayas, and they they met up in northern India with some uh, Sherpas in Nepalese. I'm probably, did I, did I butcher that? Nepalese. Uh, talk about the phenomenon of of the Yeti. And so he was like, because I remember watching it on In Search Of with, with Leonard Nimoy. Mm-hmm. So... Um, he was involved in, it was like, a, I mean, like I was saying before, I didn't know that much about him. Um, in 47, he was in, after, I think after he left the the British Air Force, he joined the British Tea Company of Northern India. And Jarlene Darjeeling. 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 And so he was doing, <laughs> he was doing Yeti expeditions out over there. Like, uh, I guess he was uh, getting funding for it and stuff like that. And so... He met up with a Everest climber by the name of Tenzing Norgay. <laughs> Norgay, um, I probably butchered that one too. And he he later uh, like uh, introduced him to a Texas group oil finance guy by the name of Tom Slick. Mm-hmm. And so when I whenever I first read that somewhere, I thought it was a joke because like Tom Slick, Tom I thought Slick, that yeah. was a cartoon. The so, whole thing, like so. so but um, Tom Slick was, uh, he's wealthy. He was wealthy mm-hmm. and he was, uh, he funded all of, all of um, Peter Burns stuff, I think from 57 to 59. And um, do y'all remember ever watching on TV and like this Yeti sc- scalp and hand? Yeah, it was like, you know, in the, the, the temple. Yeah. And um, I guess it was one of their wives tried to smuggle mm-hmm. a bone back. Yeah. From it. That was actually Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, because like Tom Slick was good was good friends with Howard Hughes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jimmy Stewart. That I did not know either. Because I, I think, and I might be wrong. I think that might have been on Drunk News or Drunk <laughs> Drunk History, <laughs> which I love that show because you learn a lot. On yeah, there and it's hilarious. I mean, because like they they found because like um, the hand is is called. I'm probably gonna butcher this too. Uh, Pink Bucci, the Pink Bucci hand, mm-hmm. and uh, the scalp. It was in uh, Sola Kahumbui region. Say it again. Ka- <laughs> Kahumbui region. <laughs> so probably, and so um, Jimmy Stewart um, and his wife Gloria took a piece of the bone and they, they took it to England. Like she hid it in her underwear, didn't she? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> which I which I thought it was like super odd. Like that because I remember hearing the story, but I man, can you imagine though? Being like just hey, hanging out and Hey, you got a boner? Hand, no. Like, listen. We have a Yeti bone. And we can take it back to the United States and have it proved that it exists. Put this in your pants. But you have to smuggle it. And it's like a secret mission. And they probably <laughs> gave him money. I don't know. <laughs> they're rich people, and they'd be doing crazy shit like you know Nicolas Cage 
find a T-Rex skull on the black market that had been stolen. That's that's wild. Yeah, rich people be crazy. <laughs> so I didn't, I did not know that at all. That it was Jimmy Stewart because yeah. I, like I said, I didn't know that much about Tom Slick and Peter Byrne and all that stuff. So when I when I read that, I said, "Oh my god." You know, he's probably saying, hey, can we, can we steal this? I was hoping you do your Jimmy Stewart because it's so authentic. Can we, can we steal this bone? (laughs) Put it in your panties. Hey, Clarence. (laughs) So, I thought that was so funny. Oh, Lord. So, apparently, I guess in um, 59, um, Tom Slick talked, he talked, uh, Peter Byrne came into the Pacific Northwest and started doing research, uh, like in uh, California, Oregon, Washington, British Columbia project. He was uh, spearheading all that stuff, and um, I believe that he got a. Uh, he was actually in Willow Creek, also, which is the hmm. name of <laughs> a particular movie. Is it not Synchronicity at its mm-hmm. finest? Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> so. He was in he was in Trinity County, Northern California, kind of settlement named called Slayer near the town of Willow Creek, and so uh, the great the great search is what they called it. And um, I think uh, early nineteen sixty, Tom no sixty two, Tom Slick died in an air, airplane crash, and he was his major um, contributor to funding for in, any kind of research. So well, um, shit. It kind of stopped yeah. him right there. So I do it every time. It stopped him, and he, I think he ended up going back to uh, the Himalayas and stuff like that. But he also he also researched like um, elephants and stuff like that. So he was, yeah he did other stuff as well. So it makes sense, big yeah. Because like, moving through a dense densely forest, because like in India and stuff, they're they're quote unquote jungles are really just yeah. like hardwood forests. They're not. They're not like uh, the rainforest or anything. Right. So it'd be similar environments over here too. And, you know, be interesting to see how a big animal moves so quietly. Through. Yeah. 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 We talked about that on, yeah. on an episode. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Which, which I can't remember which one it was, but we, we, we talked, I mean, quite a bit on that. Um, I, I don't <laughs> like, I don't like talking about this guy, but, um, he did do two books on, on Tom Slick and Peter Byrne. Lauren Coleman wrote a, in 89, he wrote a Tom Slick, True Life Encounters in Cryptozoology. And then he wrote um, Lauren, uh, Tom Slick and the Search for the Yeti. And that was in 2002. Um, it's kind of interesting, too, because uh, in 99... Uh, Peter Byrne. Actually, he's he's actually still alive. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't passed away. So in '99, he was at he was at the Ohio um, Bigfoot Conference, and he's actually there's a there's a picture of him with a friend of mine uh, by the name of Eric Altman, and he was Eric Altman was the he was the director of the the Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society. Is that a name drop, Robert? <laughs> it is a name drop. Uh, and there's actually a picture of him with Bobo. Bobo. So there's uh, Eric. Mm-hmm. There's Eric Altman. And there's Bobo. And that's um, can't remember that guy's name. But anyway, that's a unique name. 
Yeah. So he he wrote a he wrote two books on the last great elephants. And he wrote three other Bigfoot books. He wrote a Bigfoot monster myth or man, and then he wrote the search of Bigfoot monster myth or man. <laughs> so I wonder if that was a reprint. <laughs> It's like he's really creative on his title there. <laughs> oh. So, no offense, sir, but then, then he wrote the monster, the monster Trilogy guidebook. So it's got like Nessie, mm-hmm. Bigfoot, the Yeti, and then uh, the hunt for Bigfoot. So, I believe in. Uh, I think as far as he started, he was researching all the way into 2011. And I think he just retired after that. So he actually um, got to get, got together like a DNA extracting group. Uh, doesn't say who, but uh, he was doing a lot of his stuff in uh, Northern California. And I think he just retired after that. Six Rivers National Forest in Northern California. So. <clears throat> There's an article here, um, KGW8 in... Uh, Bong. Bong. In Oregon. Oregon. Um, it says at 93, Oregon man still walks the woods in search of Bigfoot. Peter Byrne has spent much of his life looking for Sasquatch. And it says in Tillamook County, Oregon, a 93-year-old man who lives in Oregon's coast range has a pastime most of us wouldn't expect. He may be in his 90s, but that's not stopping his hunt for Bigfoot. And this was published uh, July 29th. July 22nd in 2019. He also has a very good voice. You know, I've seen, I was watching some some little clips in here and mm-hmm. little old man with his walking cane and <laughs> just trekking right along. Yeah. So, know, in the woods. It's like, yeah. He looks they like. They never walk down the middle of the road. They walk over here on the side and they, and they, <laughs> they, and they say the tigers and lions do that so they can just like dip down there into the brush. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. <laughs> so he there's a thing I can do. He re- he retired from the lime life and, and retired on it, but he's still walking around out there looking. Yeah, around. yeah. It shows on here that he was like doing Bigfoot conferences in '99. So um, yeah, which is cool. I think I had just missed him because i I went to the I went to the the. Ohio Bigfoot Conference in 2000, and so I I just barely missed Man, it. Man, you so just missed him. I just missed him. So I think I, went, I think Luke was there at that time. I'm gonna ask Luke if he recalls call me. Call him right now. Let's call, call him. him. Yeah, call him up, Luke. <laughs> so we are 54 seconds in. 54 seconds. 54 seconds. 54 seconds. So, anywho, um, I. <sighs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy that we're actually talking about that because it's like, it's like the foundation for me. I mean, the Legend of Wild Creek was kind of like, it's the, the like the very beginning for me. Mm-hmm. It like catapulted me. But these these four guys, well, the three guys that I, I remember. I don't remember Peter Warren that much. So sorry, Peter. Really? But <laughs> and he's still alive. And he's still alive. He's still alive. <laughs> but um, but I I recall just like just trying to engulf myself in the books and whatever these guys were doing. And I was like, I go, there's actually guys researching Bigfoot and writing books about it. 
that means I can do it too. <laughs> yeah, you and Nunez. <laughs> Nunez. <laughs> you need to find him. Y'all are so, going to the Finding Nunez. Finding Nunez <laughs> to find Sasquatch. Oh, you can okay. get in touch with some people and start. I'm sure you could find him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I, he's already found Bigfoot. Maybe. Maybe. He's maybe you, you, you sparked something in him and he went on this lifelong journey and he's found him and he's probably got like five books out already. And he's been looking for you <laughs> the Damn, whole time. Nunez, why did you holler? <laughs> Fuck you, Robert. <laughs> no. Uh oh man, that's awesome. I did want to say that we're at currently right now we're at 2,146 downloads. All so, together. Yeah, as of today. One day, that will be per episode. I know. That would be nice. That would be awesome. One day. Awesome. We're working on Everything it. Everything is awesome. And, you know, we're on a slow incline. You know, it's every week it seems to be more and more. So It does. It You know, <clears throat> when I look at, when I look at our our page and and I see the the number of downloads per episode it goes up each week but I can tell you the only one that doesn't go up <laughs> and it's been there for a long time and it's still at only 70 is mean girls and mean mean girls was my the funnest one I had I know it was like that was one of the funnest episodes we did and Maybe, I don't know. It's sitting at 70. Mm, oh, well. So. I got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> I can't sit with that. I can't sit <laughs> But yeah, that was a fun episode, but it's it said 70, but all the rest of them are pretty close. They're either at 100 or pretty close to 100, so. That is, that is super odd. It is. It is really. I don't well, know what it is about, about that one. It's all about uh, hit and miss. Learn from our mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they they they're they're climbing. Um, people people are you know listening. People are are getting on board. I think the word of mouth is what's going to keep us going. You know, and uh, like we always do, we always we we shout out to our listeners. Thank you. We appreciate it. Keep downloading. Yeah, I started I started posting. Um, our Facebook page and our Twitter handle on all the, yeah, all that now. So wait, hopefully we start getting some more yeah, traffic. Yeah. Um, as of this month, we have 272 downloads in the U.S. We got 12 in the uh, United Kingdom, four in Australia, four in Ireland, uh, Ireland. Arlen? Arlen? Who says it like that? Like, like King of the Hill? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, is it you? You, doing you know King that's of the not Hill? real. That's not. Who's, who says it like that? Arlen? Ireland. Um, Ireland has four. Canada has two. Ireland. Kenya. Kenya. So, Brazil won. New Zealand won. Singapore won. Mm. Singapore. Singapore. Nice. Interesting. So right now, and also like in the U.S., we're actually uh, this month, Washington State, the Pacific Northwest, yeah. 38 downloads. Not New Texas. Texas, 24. New York, 12. California, 11. Massachusetts, 10. That's interesting. 
It is the indeed. Train. Uh, Maine, 10. Oklahoma, 10. Uh, Ohio, 9. Georgia, 9. That's, that's odd. Tennessee, 7. Florida, 6. Illinois, 6. Arizona, 5. North Carolina, 5. Missouri, 4. Utah, 4. Pennsylvania, 3. District of Columbia, 3. Colorado, 3. Kansas, 3. Maryland to you, North North Dakota. So two. it's Ireland and it's Marlin. <laughs> Marlin. Marlin. So I think that's kind of odd. And so that's pretty good. Yeah. Kind of all over, man. Yeah, we're all over the place. And that's all for this month? Yeah, just for this month. Yeah. We ain't so, been doing shit this month. <laughs> I, I know, I'm really surprised with this. Android player, we got, we got 55. Um iHeartRadio, which is our newest our newest contributor mm-hmm. one, 52, Stitcher 50, hmm. Mobile Safari 31, Spotify 23, uh, Podbean app 22, uh, Google Podcasts 13, Chrome 11, uh, Stage Fright 9. That's probably... So iHeart is like, that's like our best one. Yeah, and that's our right now, one. yeah. It's, it's our, our newest one, too. And I'm kind of so, and we. That's interesting. Did we we have we missed one this month, right? One show this month or two? Two. two. That's two. what I was gonna say. We missed two shows this month, so that's that could be why we're having a down month. Well, we missed two shows, so. And Swiss tired. Yeah. So those are our analytics. I fell asleep at four o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. And I slept all through the night. I don't yeah. remember. I was probably painting a house at 4 o'clock. <laughs> I'm like laid down 4 o'clock, 4.30, because I got off at 3, and it's like, I set my alarm for 7, so I'll get up, and so I don't sleep that late, and I won't be up all night, because I got to get up, and nope. I woke up at 1.30, and I had no idea what was happening. <laughs> I was like in a panic, and it took me forever to figure out what day it was. I, I, was, I, I hate it on. when I do that. Yeah. I hate it when I do that. Like tonight, I mean, I was... I started painting my fireplace, and I looked down, and I'm like, oh, crap, I got to go do the show. <laughs> Just got caught up in uh, mm-hmm. in what I was doing, and I was like, oh, dang. And then and then you, you yeah. texted me, and you're yeah. like, hey, dude, you on your way? Yeah, I'm, I'm on my way, man. Had to paint. Because we, we have to do the show. Yeah. Because so, like, I'm getting, like, I'm, I'm almost getting, like, messages from Earl the Pearl. Yeah, I see, I see. He he on the on the Facebook. He's he's hitting us up. He wants to talk wrestling all the time, man. Earl Earl Kennedy uh, at Dish Network is the guy I used to work with. You know, shout out to him. Thank you for downloading us, Earl the Pearl. Yeah. So, and uh, Tim actually think text me on Monday. He says, he goes, are you guys okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's been three weeks for him because he, yeah. he listens to us on Monday and then he didn't listen to himself. So yeah, like, he, he actually, you know, I, think, I think he broke down and listened to himself. Really? And he said, Did he? Yeah, he, yeah. Said, he said it was pretty good. So, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, Tim, you're only the second most downloaded one, so I think no, it's more than top. pretty good. He's top now, isn't he? Yeah. Well, no, he hadn't passed uh, the pilot. The pilot's still. Oh, well. The pilot's still okay. top. He's at 228, and the pilot is at. Let he'll, me see. He'll probably beat it eventually. Yeah. The pilot is at 250. So that's coming in from either end, <laughs> you know. So. 
Yeah. So he That's he good, he passed Mean Girls on the first day. Oh yeah. Yeah. He 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 blew Mean Girls away on the first day. But man, I think I think <clears> we're gonna do a lot better the more guests we get. Yeah. Yeah. I I, we're getting more people in here and bringing people back too. Yeah. I think I think when when we bring Luke back, he's. And this is—it's not a competition between Luke and and Tim. I'm I'm not trying to set it up like that. I just think it's the more we get guests in and the more it flows and the you know we bring them back. It's just gonna. I'd like to have them all, man. I, I would love yeah, to sit down with, awesome. if we had enough mics to get yeah. them on. We figure it out. We have to share. Yeah. Have yeah. to wait until after. Yeah. Don't 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 passed. do it now because we don't want the corona. <laughs> this is a horrible time to do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Bring <laughs> a lot of call-in. bring a lot of spray, but um. Yeah, it'd be cool just to have a round table with all of them and just have them, you know, pick each other's brains and talk and, you yeah. know, share memories and stuff like that. And, you know, we need to go out on location sometime. too. That, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking have a round table, you know, out in in location, do a campfire, sit around it, talk and, you know, do some. I think Bert. that would be I think that would be awesome. Put some honey in. Yeah. Coffee yeah. Can and. <laughs> I remember I remember um first time I talked to Luke about um putting he was building this concoction mm-hmm. that he thought that Bigfoot would be interested in. I think it was like um uh, like wild berries, like Mexican plums, uh cantaloupes and some honey and some other stuff. And it, I'm like, interested in that. Yeah, I was and, gonna say that sounds pretty good to me. Well he he would I just he, ate a whole mango a while ago, so he he would put it like in a t shirt and then Wrap it up and then let it sit overnight, mm-hmm. and, oh, it would, and get it would, all it get all ripe and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it got stinky, and then we would hang it like in trees. But I wonder. I bet that might be more tempting because to me that sounds like a a good way to make some uh, some, some hooch, uh, some hooch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's some exactly squatch hooch and yeah, you know. <laughs> squatch hooch. And I, I bet, like that. You know, I've heard that they, need... they do like that. You know, yeah. they get into dumpsters and stuff like that, and they like they like. We to need get to patent party. that. Yeah, we, yeah we should pass. Just get that. some cantaloupes and put them in a t-shirt yeah. and just leave it in the woods. Just, just, just know that we we said squatch hooch first, so don't go out there and try to use it. All right, yeah. we're gonna have to put that on a shirt or Whoa, something, no. man. That's awesome. Squatch hooch. Uh, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> it's it's stinky now. Then see about it later. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's even worse the second time. Yeah. So. It's even worse the second time around. But <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't have the coronas. I'm just coughing. Hey, okay. no coffee, coffee, man. No coffee, coffee. I'm passing coronas everywhere. Um, yeah, yeah. So next week we're supposed to have, uh, Ken the Marvelous Marvel. Uh, and Ken is like a really good friend of mine and a guy I research with a, a ton. And we've been, we've been to Oklahoma and, um, South Texas and East Texas a lot. And, um, I'm real excited about having him on, and I'm telling you right now, he's he's a, he's a character, and he's. I heard like thirty seconds of a phone call <laughs> in the in the office when we were still back in our closet, and yeah, yeah, because he was going off, and 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 Robert had him on. <laughs> Robert was in the office, and I wasn't in there whenever he started talking, but I came in, and Robert had him on speakerphone, and I was like, <laughs> I remember, yeah. I remember distinctly. How could he say he's so big and so big of Bigfoot if he hadn't even been in the woods? <laughs> yeah. 
Who could he possibly be talking about? about? I wonder who he's talking about. I just remember that because that's the first thing I, I heard when I came in. He didn't even get in the woods. He never got dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he used to. He used to work me up all the time. He used to call me, and at the time I was like, I was, you know, I was at the time about the incident. I was pretty pissed off about the incident. Yeah, that's what it's yeah, the yeah. And so he We're would gonna put that on a shirt too. <laughs> no, it's gonna be on Dateline. <laughs> like this is your lifeline. The incident. Occurred. The incident. And so he would call me up and he would say, "Hey, hey, Bob, hey, Bob." Like he sounds like <laughs> yeah, a smoker for oh these. Oh my God, he <laughs> listen to me, Robert. Robert, listen to me right now. So he would call me and go, hey, Bob, guess who's been, he's been talking shit about you. He's been like texting and he's been putting on, going on forums and talking shit about you. I go, Kenny, don't start. I swear. But, get, but Robert, 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 get, guess who, guess who was, guess, guess who was. Who, who was it? Guess who. No, I want you to guess. Guess who it was. Just guess. 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 I know, right? He's like, give me a break, dude. But he used to, he used to do that all the time, and he, he knew that the Oak Cliff would ooze out of me. Ooh. And I would. <laughs> Ooh. Gangster. Because I was, I was nice most of the time, but as soon as you start talking about this one particular cat with the TBRC, I would, the Oak Cliff would ooze out of me. I'd say, oh, Lord, I'm going to whip his ass. <laughs> So, because um, no, I, I do a very long fight, I don't think. Uh, no, it wouldn't be. But I, <laughs> he used to like. I think uh, I think it was like in maybe oh five oh six. He would he would message me on on Messenger on Facebook, and he would try to try to bury the hatchet with me at the time. And I was I was going because uh, he was talking a bunch of noise about us doing stuff in Lamar County, and I used to get real pissed off about it. But I would always confront. He would like message me, "Hey man, what's up?" And I said, "Why are you messaging me for, dude?" And and he would like, he would say, "What? What's up?" And then I would I would message him back saying, "You know, I I know what you're saying about us at in Paris and stuff, Paris, Texas." And but listen, why would you do some work for him to take credit for? Yeah, again? I mean, come on. <laughs> so I used to always end each each message by I go, "Dude, I know your address in East Texas. I mean, in in, in East Dallas." I can be there in like 15 minutes. We can ha- we can we can handle this outside. Anytime you're ready. <laughs> and he would stop no. he would stop messaging me after that. <laughs> so no. he doesn't but, get dirty, man. Yeah, he doesn't. He but. doesn't go outside. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. I just went off. Get off your soapbox. I know I just went off on a tangent on that. <laughs> it's hard not to sometime. So what else do you guys wanna 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 jab about hey i wanted i wanted to bring something up and i i thought you would probably um be happy about this okay because i hound you all the time about it uh-huh i went and i watched drew mcintyre wrestle did you really i did because <laughs> i'm so hard on the guy yeah i'm so hard on him what did, okay let me and, ask you what did, what did you watch um i went back i think it was um what was the 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 last pay per view? It was uh, the, Elimination Chamber. The one that he got the it was the one that he got the opportunity to 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 go against um, Brock. Brock. It was uh, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was which one it was. Um, the Royal Rumble. No, it wasn't the Royal Rumble. It was before that. 
Because um, it was a one-on-one match. Before the Royal Rumble is the TLC. Should be TLC. Did he did he fight one-on-one there? I think so. But I don't Because I don't even remember who he was fighting. Let me see here. Let me look at I don't remember if he if he well, right what, now. But what 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 caught you? What 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 okay. Because his first stint in WWE I, I, he sucked. Yeah. Okay. He sucked. And I was like, why are you bringing this guy back? Because he sucked so bad. That's why he got kicked out the first time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then when he first came back to WWE the second time, I didn't even give him a chance. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't give him a chance because I just, I just didn't think he was that good. And I'm not going to say that he deserves to headline WrestleMania. I'm not going to say that. Mm-hmm. So don't get too excited. No, no. I wasn't I wasn't expecting to do that. But I will say he is a he's a whole lot better than he used to be. Yeah. And I wish I could remember who he Man, I watched I watched AEW last night and I couldn't even tell you what the what 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 matches I, I was so tired and so But anyway, I just remember watching him and thinking, okay, this guy's not so bad. Mm-hmm. But he still doesn't deserve to headline WrestleMania. Well, here, here's the thing right now is that um, I watched SmackDown on Friday and they they did it without without fans because 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 the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So they did it without fans, and so that must have been weird. Man. It was weird. It was weird mm-hmm. watching. I had a hard time watching it. To be honest with you, I really did because like, <laughs> I mean, if, if you think it's weird for you, how how weird did it have to be for them? Yeah, because it's like. Um, I think uh, Sasha and Bailey were fighting uh, Alexa and um, Nikki Cross. And Nikki Cross was trying to raise the crowd. <laughs> there was nobody there. She was like trying to wave the crowd, you know, to, to support them. Yeah. And stuff. But anyway, um, Roman Roman had an interview on there, and he was interviewing with Michael Cole, and he is thinking that he's going to be the main event at WrestleMania with him and Goldberg for the Universal Title. And so I thought that's kind of odd because I know Brock. Brock wants to be oh, yeah. the main event with with Drew, and I think they should be the main event. That's just me. No, they shouldn't. Yeah, I know. I because know McIntyre doesn't deserve it. Well, he doesn't deserve it. Well, I, I'm just telling you right now is that you know the pop he gets. I mean, I get it. I get it. I understand that the people like him. Yeah. I understand that. But how much do the people love CM Punk? It was that was different times. It doesn't matter different times. Well, I'm just telling you, he gets the pop, and so he's probably going to get the main event. So he doesn't deserve it. He does not deserve it. There are way, way more deserving individuals mm-hmm. in the WWE right now mm-hmm. than Drew McIntyre. Well, they're way pro- more. They're probably not getting the pop he is right now. So <laughs> there's, there's Blue Diamond. Yep. CM Punk got more pop than anybody. I know, but that was like 2011. It, it doesn't man. matter. Well, I mean, it's, it the was, owner it, it is was, the owner. It's different times, dude. You can't. Yeah, you, you can't. I can. You can't compare like the like the like I don't know the aggression area to right now. It's different. It's different times. I can the attitude so, there. Well, I'm, that's after it. Yeah, the ruthless aggression. So it's it's two different eras. It's just it's different. I'm just. Bringing up the attitude error because right. you're saying you can't you can't compare errors. Yeah. Well, I mean, ruthless aggression was right after that. So. I know, but I'm just saying there's two different errors. But anyway, so he doesn't deserve it. 
will agree to disagree. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Brock doesn't deserve it. Yeah, he, he doesn't, but he, he brings in the money, man. People, people want to see him. People want to see him. People want to see him lose or win. That's, just, that's so the way it is. Annoying. As soon as, as soon as they find someone that's, that can draw more than Brock, then Brock's gone. I guarantee mm-hmm. it. I guarantee it. But there's nobody out that can bring. I mean, if The Rock came back, he's not going to come back, but he did. Yeah. If he did, he would outdraw Brock any day. So Stone anyway. Cold. Anyway. Stone Cold. No, he's too hurt. He would outdraw Brock? He would. <clears throat> he he would. down. He would, but he's, he can't wrestle. No. I, I would wish I'd love him to wrestle. But, but he, he could drink beer and flip people off and still outdraw Brock. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho. We can we can talk about something else. No I just I just wanted to bring that up because <laughs> I wanted to eat a little bit of crow because I'm not afraid to eat crow. Drew McIntyre is better than he used to be, and I want to give him a little credit. I'm trying to think who who else has a bigger pop than Drew right now. Let's see, I don't know. I haven't watched. That's the first time I watched WWE in months. You know, you know what really bugged me was that um, at this time last year, Rusev had a pretty good pop. And they shot him down. And then Bobby Lashley had a pretty good pop. And they shot him down. And I think right now, the biggest pop right now is Aleister Black. Because he's, he's already beaten AJ. In, in WWE. Yeah, he's already beaten AJ. He's already beaten uh, Seth. Mm-hmm. And he's beaten, um, what is his name? That ball-headed guy that used to be with Bray Wyatt. You know what you got? Oh, uh, Rowan. Rowan, yeah, Eric he, Rowan. yeah, he beat Rowan because they they had Rowan going on a row recently, mm-hmm. and he was beating everybody. And then Alistair Black had a match with him, <laughs> knocked him out. So he's probably the next guy I think they're gonna they're gonna <clears throat> put up. So anyway, I'll tell you who's really caught my eye. Um, and like I said, I haven't watched wrestling in a long time. I hadn't had time to really watch anything because right. I've been fixing the house. Right. But um, who I really really like and who's really caught my eye and I, I like his. His 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 persona. I like him on the mic. I like him in the ring. I like everything about the dude, and that's Darby Allen. Oh yeah, yeah. I loved. I, I, I was I was kind of surprised you were gonna say that. Yeah, I love that guy. Well, you know, to be honest, with you, he doesn't he doesn't really talk that much. I know he doesn't talk that much, but what he does when I say on the mic, I mean his his um, performance on TV on TV. Okay, his presence. It doesn't have to be like talking on the mic. I'm talking he's, about just his presence. He's he's a little little skater guy. Yeah, his performance. Yeah, he's the the guy is. I like everything about him, man. He's awesome. And I I tell you another guy you got me hooked on, and I think it's it's just freaking cool. And it I think it's good for wrestling. Um, and I think the AEW needs to keep him around for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Is uh. Orange Cassidy. Yeah. They they need to keep him do whatever you got to do to keep that guy. Yeah. He, he's just his his whole character is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was I was I was telling Ash about it. I think mm-hmm. when uh I think the night it was premiering, uh, she walked she walked over to me and she goes, "Hey, what do you, you know, you know what are you going to watch?" I said, "AEW because I'm going to watch uh, Orange Cassidy." Yeah. Cuz he was wrestling that night. And yeah. I was excited and uh Cause like he he has this this sloth style they call it yeah and he, but he's <laughs> he's, he's funny he's funny and he's such a douche though <laughs> you know what I mean but that's what makes his character so awesome 
You know, he, he wrestled uh, Pac, uh, Neville. Mm-hmm. And Neville's a great athlete. Oh, man, he's outstanding, he's, man. He's top of the line. Yeah. He's top of the line. And he hung with him. Yeah. And, like, you can always tell when someone's wrestling that they either work together mm-hmm. or they're, they're good at what they do. And he... He didn't. He didn't miss anything. You know, yeah. like every now and then you'll see. Okay, they they kind of botched that, mm-hmm. but they were they were in sync the whole time. And, and what what was so cool is because you know, Pack is so intense, man. He is balls to the wall, intense, just crazed maniac all the time. Yeah. And Orange Cassidy's just cool, laid back, chill. So the 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 contrast of their styles yeah. together was just that was a great match, man. His his t shirt is the top seller in, in AEW right now. Orange Cassidy. Yeah, it goes it goes for like thirty five dollars. Yeah. So I actually thought about buying it too. He's just he's just his Do it. I know. He's just one of those those characters that just works, man. Yeah. It just like Darby Allen, his character just yeah. works. But he's He's going to get so much better. Is what's crazy. Is he's this good now? But the more he wrestles and the more he's in there with the with with the guy. The first match I ever saw him was against Chris Jericho. Yeah. And when I saw him fight Chris Jericho, I was like, man, this dude is hanging with one of my all time favorite wrestlers yeah. ever, and I think one of the greatest wrestlers ever. And this dude's hanging with him, man. Now you can tell that Jericho's carrying him. Yeah. But that was his first match against... Yeah, the, the kid's like 173. Yeah, he's tiny. Jericho's, I think, like 215, Two, 220. I think he's 220. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, it's like... It's just... Um, I, I, fr- I first saw Darby Allen on... I think it was... Uh, it was their Double or Nothing pay-per-view before they formed AEW. Mm-hmm. And he was he was, uh, he was was in the... I think the Gauntlet match or the... The Royal Rumble match. Not the Royal, but the Rumble match. And um, they had this guy named uh, Havoc... No, Johnny Havoc. And he was like, he's kind of dark, and he uses a staple gun, and, you know, he staples his tongue and stuff, all this, you know. Havoc. Yeah, was, um, Johnny, I think his name was Johnny Havoc. But he's, he's not there no more, because he actually, he actually got in a fight with somebody, and they... I thought Havoc wore the, the bodysuit. Oh, uh, no, you're, you're, you're thinking about um, the Impact Havoc guy. Oh, it's not the same guy. No, uh-uh. okay. I was like, because no, he's he's this guy's British. Okay, his, his name is Johnny Havoc. Never mind. I didn't mean to he, interrupt. He looks like um, he looks like um, Marilyn Manson with short hair. So that's how he looks. He's got the black coat and you know and he eyeliner. Yeah, he has a stapler. And he staples his tongue. You know, nice. <laughs> so that's awesome. But uh, he had a he had a ma- they, they he was in the ring the same time Darby was. And I already liked Havoc already, and I saw who's this other guy trying to copy his style. But you know, um, Darby was better, and because Joey Janela was in that one, he's kind of crazy about mm-hmm. falling on tables and <clears throat> bob wire and stuff like that. But well, I was gonna say when you were describing this Havoc guy, I was like, kind of like you're describing Darby Allen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's British, and I think he got in a fight with uh, what's his name, uh, the Perfect Ten guy. Oh, uh, Ty Dillinger. Yeah, and he got he got in a fight with him, and I think they they kicked him out of AEW. So is Dillinger still there? Yeah, he's yeah. there. He's, I like him too. He's I, I I've think, always liked Ty Dillinger. I, I think he, I think he got hurt, and so he's actually in recovery. So um, I liked him when he. I didn't think he got enough push in WWE when he was there. Yeah, I think uh, I was. I've been listening to AEW's podcast, and I was listening to Jim Ross talk highly about Darby Allen and. 
uh, Orange Cassidy too. So it was. I thought. Yeah, it was good. I just, if Jim Ross is talking good about you, yeah. then you're then you're pretty good. So because for him to take the time, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, I just those those two right now are are just skyrocketing, man. They're they're going to be big. I actually want to add anything to it. I was just sitting here thinking, it's like, when I get done with this, I'm going to get to watch Westworld. <laughs> I know Ash doesn't like talking wrestling. So. Well, I just haven't been paying attention lately, so yeah. I don't have anything to interject because I don't know what's going on. I think yeah. I think, I think, think if, if Jericho wrestled all the time, she'd watch. Probably. I fucking <laughs> you, love you, him. I was listening to him on Justin Long's podcast today. I didn't know you were such a Jericho fan. I, I don't necessarily like wrestling-wise, but as a person, I think he's fucking funny as shit. He's, he's yeah, awesome. And I yeah. like his band and stuff, and he just seems like a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah, his his song, uh, I was, I was going to talk about it, um, Judas, I, I listen yeah. to all the yeah, time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Every so. time we get in the car to go to lunch or, or yeah, if we ever have like a time where we can sit down and have a break, <laughs> it, he's playing that song. You should go see him, man. Yeah. What's this? It's, it's Fozzie. It's a great song. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fozzie is the, is the band. I think what what I like what I love about it so much is that like Jericho is like he's he's consumed this so much is like his character mm-hmm. is like whenever he comes out and like, like he comes out at least once a week now because I think they kind of want him mm-hmm. like on AEW. Yeah, and so the when fans it, want him. So when he comes out, the whole, awesome. The whole crowd sings his song mm-hmm. and and you can hear the music, but as soon as the music stops and cue. The the fans will sing it to her like fifteen more like fifteen seconds longer. I think it was awesome, and like he just he sucks it in. Yeah, you know? because, I mean, he said he only wanted to be two things when he grew up was as a wrestler and a rock star. So he's both. And, uh, he's both. Yeah, and you know he said that he can only do the wrestling thing for so long, but he could probably play music for the rest of his life. Yeah. So you know he's good. He's he's, go, and he's I was gonna say and he's he's dang good at both. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, like I said, he's he's one of my all time favorite wrestlers, man. He's done so much just for the sport of wrestling. Any promotion that that guy is in is is gonna be is is gonna be known just because of him. He's he, just for wrestling. He's done so much. He's so funny and so quick witted. I love just listening to his interviews because he just that's like I know yeah. he just you know, boom, it's boom, hilarious. Boom, boom, boom. He, and, he's you know. he's quick and uh, he can come up with. Funny stuff. I know. And then, like, really good storylines. And, I, you know, I know he didn't. The reason why he left the WWE is because he was pitching on these ideas. And, and they, they shot him down. They shot him all down. And he's mm-hmm. okay. And it's well, like, why? The guy's a genius. He knows his worth and he knows yeah. what he's worth. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you know. And so uh, for, for W and, and again, WWE is going to do what they do and they want control and all that good stuff. But yeah. And, you know, and he did, he did touring a lot too because that that album took off what was it, like three years ago I yeah. guess and he had number one hit with that song and so touring with like Judas Priest and all kinds of bands like that you mm-hmm. know and it's like you know he was able he you know whatever fuck wrestling if you need to be exactly he can just play <laughs> rock and roll because he's good enough and he's got a following it's like you know his fans will go to all platforms basically yeah. you know and you know there's a there's a bunch of them that try to do other things and they're okay at it, you know, and it's, it's not, but he's, he's good. He's freaking dang good, yeah. man. And, uh, I don't know. I, I could, I could talk Jericho. Yeah. For a what, long time. What, what I, what I love about him most, and he never talks about it 
or no one ever talks about it, is that he can speak he can speak really good Spanish because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he went down he went down to Mexico mm-hmm. and he, he wrestled down there and he learned he learned Spanish. Yeah. And then when he went to Japan, he 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 learned Japanese. Yep. So I mean, he doesn't brag about it, but but he can do it. So I I thought that was awesome. Well, he he said that when when he was there, he wanted to respect the culture, and he wanted to he wanted to be on a level to where the fans could understand him. Mm-hmm. That was that was his his biggest thing for for learning the language is so he could communicate with the fans because. That's what it's all about to him. Mm-hmm. It's all about his fans and his people, and he wanted to be able to communicate in their language. Yeah, you know, Cause he's I, going to them. So, I remember listening to a podcast about him. He was talking about um, Sin Cara. Do you do you recall him, Sin Cara? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. That was that was one of Kylan's favorite wrestlers. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was probably one of the Me- Mex- Mexico City's yeah. biggest wrestlers. Sin Cara was was. He was Huge. Um, he whenever he made it here he his he didn't he didn't know English. Yeah. And Jericho had yeah. told, Jericho approached him and told him, "Hey man, you should learn English or get you a coach or something." And the guy didn't do he it. He didn't do it. He didn't and, do it. And guess what? He kind of fizzled out, he man. He fizzled out. Yeah. So and Jericho was saying, "You know what? He had all the talent in the world. He did. This, this guy was great. You know, he was a, he's probably a, he could have been like you know a movie well, star. And they tried to revamp Sin, Sin Cara with another person, but it didn't. It did not with the original Sin Cara, but the other guy was really good. Yeah, he was. He was actually stronger. Yeah, and he was bigger. Bigger. He was a lot bigger. And they didn't ever give him. But, a, they they didn't give him a push. I was gonna say they never pushed him. They never pushed him. But um, if you're not if you're not Ray Ray Mysterio, you're not you're not, you're not getting the push. Yeah. But it's hard. It's it's it, easier to push Rey Mysterio. I was gonna, he's little. It's yeah. hard not to push Rey Mysterio because he's freaking awesome. Six six one nine. That's all yeah. I gotta say. The Swiss one nine. <laughs> but, no six one nine. But um, yeah, it's it's hard not to push Rey Mysterio because yeah. he's man. I remember when he killed that dude in the ring. You remember that? Yeah. And he took a a long hiatus after he did that. Yeah. I didn't was, think he was ever gonna come back. I didn't think so either. The guy, the guy he killed was. It was just a fluke thing. Yeah, it just it just happened, man. So and, but I remember when that happened, and I was like, "Dang, that's the end of Rey Mysterio." And I just thought he would never come back. <clears throat> but it would be hard to come back from something like that. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, it's. God, did you know. did you ever watch the video on that? Did you did you watch the video? Yeah, I've, I've seen it. I only watched it once. I didn't want to see it again. It was it was uh, Conan was um, was on the ringside. <clears throat> yeah, um, and. This place was so un, unprepared for it. It was oh, it was they, such a crap hole, man. So they actually they actually carried him out. They they unhinged the door, and they made, they put him on the door and carried him out. Yeah, because they didn't have mm. paramedics or anything around at all. So it was. I mean, I think the guy died instantly. Yeah. But. Well, they said he as soon as as soon as uh, Mysterio uh, did the uh, the kick. The, the kick some just a fluke, man, yeah. and it it cracked his neck, man. But and it it didn't even look that bad. It didn't, it didn't. So I've seen I've seen you know him kick people harder. But it that place was such a crap hole, man. Yeah, you could tell just by the video how crappy that place was. Yeah. But anyway, I thought I thought he wasn't coming back, and then when he came back, I was like, oh man, that's it awesome. Had to be hard. Yeah, yeah had to be. I mean, because you. Every movie you make, you're thinking, "Holy crap, this could kill somebody." And, yeah, you know. And I remember he 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 said something along the lines of, "You know, people think this is fake," 
And, you know, but this legitimately happened, mm-hmm. you know, and and I get it. It's all a show. I get it. But, I mean, they really do get hurt. I mean, look at Seth Rollins was, man, he was the, the hottest thing in wrestling. And then what happened? Blew out his knee in some undercard just yeah. fluke match and then just dropped. Never yeah. came back with the same height that he, he yeah, had when he, he left. You know, he, he says he's the best in the world, but, you know, after he hurt his knee, he, he's not He's not. You could tell that it took it took something out of him. He's not the same wrestler that he was before. Um, I was. It's a performing arts. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, it's yeah. like, to me, I would think it'd be, like, no different than, like, dance or acrobatics yeah. or something like that. You know, it might, it might not be, yeah. you know, a quote-unquote sport, but it, it definitely it takes athleticism mm-hmm. and, you know, just the being just a millimeter off or whatever, you can hurt yourself or, you know, kill yourself or whatever. Yeah. You know, it just ruined your whole career in a, mm-hmm. in a blink, just, you know, stepping wrong or anything, you know. And the wrong toll. timing and, yeah. The toll that the training mm-hmm. and the beating takes. Uh, if you ever get a chance to watch the 30 for 30 with Ric Flair, Never liked Ric Flair. Couldn't stand the guy. Still don't like him. But the 30 for 30 with Ric Flair. Yeah. Man, he goes back and talks about when he first got into wrestling and the training that he did and the beating that he took by his his uh, his coach. It's like, man, you must really want right. it to just, just continuously just get beat up like that. And uh, he, talked, he, he talked a lot about that. But um, I just thought it was really cool that he gave that back – backstory about how you know he almost quit you know because of the because mm. of the beating that he took in in training he almost quit he almost gave up i couldn't stand that guy i couldn't stand him i still can't i, mm. I never liked rick flair never i think he i think he hit on my sister once <laughs> so punch him in the nuts i wanted to he my sister was working at uh this restaurant called i think it was called baby dolls and he um, he went up there and he was trying to hit on my sister. My sister was probably like in her twenties at the yeah. time. I was I was a little kid, probably like <laughs> I don't know, like ten or nine. Names just were nice. <laughs> Maybe over. Maybe nice. it was just you just didn't like Ric Flair <laughs> I, and you didn't yeah, want him talking probably. to your sister yeah. at all. Yeah, Ric Flair was man. I couldn't stand. I couldn't him. stand him. Michael Hayes. Yeah, Freebirds. Jimmy Garwin. I couldn't stand yeah. those guys. <laughs> Jimmy Garwin. He's at, he's actually the first guy that had a ballet, a woman ballet. Really? Yeah, Jim, Jimmy Garwin, and it was local. Huh? I he, didn't know that. He was friends with um, the Freebirds. Yeah, I remember the Freebirds. He think he was the first white guy I saw with an afro. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, we get and we went off a lot on wrestling tonight. But I just wanted to bring in Drew McIntyre. I guess we kind of just kind of yeah. went off on that. But we hadn't talked wrestling in a long time, and no, we hadn't. I know that that uh, Scatter's going to be happy. Yeah, and your <laughs> no, uh, poster Earl, child, Earl of Pearl is going to be happy. Yeah, but um, I just wanted to bring it up because I, I he's better than than I wasn't giving him a chance. I gave him a chance, and he's better than yeah. than I thought. But he still doesn't deserve headline WrestleMania. I, you know what? What really irritates me about it right now is that, um. Goldberg, he's got the universal I, title. Yeah, that's, I don't like that either. That aggravates me. So I don't bad. like it. You know, Goldberg has never been able to wrestle, man. No, I like I like Goldberg. He's a gimmick, but he is he is probably the most overrated flipping gimmick in wrestling ever, man. Because is he he 
went in it's there. It's like your friend's cool dad. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Everybody loves him because he's the badass. It's like, yes. dad is a man right yes. there. You know? I remember watching on ESPN once. He was at a golf tournament. Mm-hmm. And um, he was walking between holes and it was right next to a pond. And this fan just broke the line and ran up to him and started doing like kind of punching him kind of softly, you know, and he didn't know who he was. So Goldberg grabs this guy by his neck, grabs it by his pants, threw him in the pond. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like Goldberg. <laughs> and this it's was, just, yeah, he's just like that, that cool guy, man. It's because like, there's yes. no... There's no way He's I'm a gonna badass. We don't fuck with him. Yeah. Exactly. There's no way I'm gonna go up to Goldberg and say you suck. Like yeah. he's not like a mean <laughs> badass. He's just one of those to just be like, kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You yeah. would think you'd just be like, you know, like yeah. that cool, calm. I know knowingly is a bad motherfucker. You don't mess with. You know, yeah. it's just like. But this this cat jumps out of the water and like he's cheering himself. <laughs> Wouldn't you be? You just got yeah. chunked in a pond by Goldberg. I just got thrown in the pond by Goldberg. It was awesome. I wanted the dude in the ring with me. But it was so funny because you can clearly see this guy was drunk. Yeah. And like he was like just punching him and Goldberg looks down at him like, who the hell are you? <laughs> Grabs him and just chunks him and like I said, man. So, but that was, that was pretty funny. But I, I'm I'm I don't know, I'm just not happy with Yeah. I, I don't like it either. That's but that's WWE for you, man. You know, cause the way the way it works, and I know this is like an unwritten rule, the old guys they push the young guys. That's yeah. just that's just mm-hmm. the way it is. Mm-hmm. And and you're you're trying to build up Bray Wyatt and you lose to Goldberg. To Goldberg? Come on, man. And it's not that you just lose to Goldberg, you lose the belt to Goldberg. <laughs> so well, maybe he can have a comeback. Yeah. And flip it back around where it's like, oh, look what he did. I don't know. It's just Bray Wyatt. I, I, like, I like what he's doing right now. That's just me. I like his character. I, I, I like... I like The Fiend. I don't like Bray Wyatt. I don't like him when he does his little fun house. <clears throat> I don't like that. I like but it better than he I did. I like The Fiend. I, I definitely like it better than the the crap he was playing before. Yeah. Um, when he was just himself, he didn't have multiple personalities, but <clears throat> I just think the fun house is, is I like it because he makes fun of himself. I, I do like that part of it. I just think the whole spiel of it, the whole like Mr. Rogers neighborhood thing is just, I think it's, I think that I was all, like all his idea too. Well, that's why it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not like anybody else is doing a lot of legwork over there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I like the fiend. I do like. Yeah. I I like that part of it. I just wish they would have done more with Sister Abigail, man. I wish they would have. Oh, I was gonna say that uh, March first, um, Matt Hardy's officially cleared by the. Is really he no longer has a contract. No longer. Guess yeah. where he's going? AEW. Probably. I hope so. So, man, that would be awesome. So. The the Dark Order, which I know you love on AEW, they're they, my favorite. They're they're talking about the uh, the Exalted One, and it's like uh, it's like okay, you know, the Exalted One will be here soon. You you put him there, <laughs> I'll be a fan of the Dark Order. <laughs> so I'm an instant fan. So, uh, but uh, spoiler what I, alert: It's Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, or 
it's, then they'd be just as stupid as WWE if they did that. Or, so. it's, or it's Drew McIntyre. <laughs> oh man, they'd be even more stupid. <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah, that would be instant but, instant credibility for but, those guys. But rumor has it it is um, what's his name? The other guy with Bray Wyatt, the guy, the dark uh, Luke uh, Luke Harper. Luke, the rumor is it's Luke Harper. I would like that too. So, I'm a big Luke Harper fan. So that's that's the rumor on that. So. I'm a big um, Luke Harper fan. I like him. I liked him and Eric Rowan. Yeah, more than I like Bray Wyatt and the Bright in the in the Wyatt family. Yeah, they got mm-hmm. they got pushed pretty hard. I think a couple of years ago, and then they just got yeah, they stopped. just kind of fell, man. So I don't know. And they were the the Blungeon Brothers, but uh, one of them got hurt, didn't they? Yeah. And then that kind of just fell apart. So you this week, uh, the Gronk Gronkster. Oh yeah, he signed. He signed with WWE. With WWE, which is again another stupid. Move by WWE, but you know who's really happy is Mojo Riley because that's, that's his best friend. I didn't know they were such good friends. Yeah. Well, Mojo's coming back. I don't, you know, man, Mojo won the battle royale and then fell off. Man, you know, the Andre the Giant, he won the Andre the Giant. He, he didn't, he don't, he doesn't get popped. I know, man, he won it. They they tried to push him and he just, yeah, man, it never happened for him. So, <clears throat> the people they should push is Cesaro. I'm a huge Cesaro fan. They should push Cesaro. They should push... Um, when him and... Uh, Rusev? No, when him and Sheamus were together. Yeah. The bar. I like yeah. that. That was cool. But anyway... They, they yeah. should push Rusev. They should push uh, Bobby Lashley. They should push uh, Bobby Roode. I'm a big Bobby Roode fan. Um, they should push Aleister Black, which is already doing already. Mm-hmm. But they won't. So... They won't push these other guys. Really. I liked uh, I liked Rude when he was in TNA. Yeah, he was one of my favorites over there. So I think this week they're gonna do the the TNA. Um, I guess it's uh, Return to TNA, and oh, okay, and Mr. Anderson's supposed to be on it. <laughs> so he's he's fighting D'Lo Brown. Awesome. Do you, do you remember D'Lo? Brown? Oh yeah, get the tables. <laughs> so, Come on, man. How can I forget D'Lo Brown, man? So he's supposed to be fighting him and. There's some other, I think some other people coming back. I forgot who it was. I think it was uh, the other guy from. Um, the Dudleys were. Motor, motor, shit, motor City Machine Gun guys? Yeah. I can't think of the guy's name. Um, Chris Saban? Chris Saban, yeah. 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 So he's coming back too, so. But the Dudleys, man, they were they were second to the Hardy Boys to me, man. The Dudleys were. Yeah, they were. To me, it was Edge and Christian, uh, the Dudleys. And uh, the Hardys. Yeah. That's the way, that's where I saw it. Because Edge and Christian were, I think they, they actually brought up, they actually thought up the, the, the tables and ladders stuff. And Wait, I think, did, you said Devon, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I said D-Lo. Oh, I don't know D-Lo. D- D-Lo used to be with Aces and Eights. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, I thought you said Devon. No, D-Lo. Okay. Aces and eights, yeah. That's well. Uh, 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 Bully Ray was Bully Ray. was the yeah. leader of Aces and Eights. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of people in Aces yeah. and Eights. But anyway, um, I thought you were talking Devon. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, D'Lo, I do know D'Lo, but he wasn't the Dudleys. Yeah, he's actually uh, he's actually Dudley's. a writer for Impact right now. Uh, Devon? No, D'Lo. Oh, D'Lo. Okay. So. You, you kept talking, and I was getting confused, and I was like, wait a minute. He's not talking about Devon. Because <laughs> I thought you said Devon, and I was like, what? Because Devon was the Dudley boys. Yeah. But anyway. Um, 
but they were they were both in TNA too. Yeah, they were both in TNA, so. and they both were. Uh, um, well, no, Devon was in Aces and Eights though. So, <clears throat> and I know I talked about this to you off show, but uh, Impact Wrestling right now, I don't know where it's going. I I do like Tessa Blanchard a lot. Okay, let me just say this. This is, and we talked about this the other day, and I want to bring this up. TNA used to have the absolute best women's division. Mm -hmm. Their women's division was incredible, man. It 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 far surpassed the the divas in the in the WWE. Yeah, back then. Back then. Back then. Yeah. But now, th they have. Arguably the best female wrestler in the world. In the world, not just in America, in the world. Right. In Tessa Blanchard, and they rip the women's division apart by having her win the, win men. the men's, which is great. I love it, but you just tore your women's division yeah. apart by doing that. They they have right now. They have like twelve women on the roster. Yeah, and only five of them are active. Yeah, it it, it just irritates not, me. Not not counting Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, it, it it irritates me because they push for their division and they push for this uprise, and then you just make their belt look like it's nothing. Yeah, by having Tessa Blanchard win the women's. I mean, win the win the men's belt. If if you want to do it, have her be both. You know. I don't. I just. I don't get that. I don't get that. I. I. I think it's awesome that she. She. She crossed that that bridge, and she's. She's the first ever female ever to hold a men's. A men's title. Yeah. But have her have both. Why is she not both? It's. Yeah, because like the current champion. Um, I forgot her name. Dang it. Uh, but it's like it's like you're you're slapping her in the face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're 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 degrading the the women's belt by having a women and and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that I I, I don't want people to think that I don't think it's awesome. No, it's, it's that she it's, it's that awesome. she's it's it's fantastic. It's great that she did that. But don't don't tarnish the female division by doing that. I think what they should have done is like let her win that and then give it up the belt like really really quick afterwards. So that's just me. But I don't know, man. It's just one of those things. But it just it just I didn't I don't know, man. And and I I'm not a woman. I don't know what women think about it. Yeah. I mean, maybe women love it. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm way off course and if I am, please let me know. Um but I just think that it's a slap in the face to the to the female champion. Um, um, I'm trying to look it up here. Yeah, I, I can't think of the the woman that's is, is, is the current knockout champion, but she's actually really good. She's she's short and stocky, and she's like uh, I think she's a um, uh, weightlifting champion. But she's really good, and whenever she won the belt, Tessa won the other one, and so. I think eventually Tess is going to sign with AEW. That's just me. Uh, that would be awesome. And it's going to leave Impact like high and dry, but um, I don't know. I want I want Impact to do better. That's just me. But they they keep signing these they keep signing these people for short terms. 
mm-hmm. and then they push them and then they're they're gone yeah and so that's to me it's kind of irritating but um and they got these guys locked up um they got a couple guys that are locked up for like they got eddie edwards they got moose and Which, uh, man when when the, the wolves were together they were like to me they were like the top three man tag they, team of, of that that whole I, with to me it was young bucks the usos and it was the wolves at the time yeah. when they were together and I thought, I go, man, the Young Bucks are the best. Um, you know, the Usos were right up there. It says the the current champ is Jordan Grace. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Yeah. She's actually really, really good. She's really strong. Um, but you're kind of slapping her in the face. Yeah, right now, so. that's what I think. But, um, yeah, the – the uh, I know I got off, off the Wolves there, but the Wolves, man, when they – boy, man, they were awesome, man. Yeah. They were. I know that when when I when I was big when I was watching TNA weekly and they they were my they were my my go to. It was Mr. Anderson and, and, and the Wolves yeah. for me. They were my man when they were on there. I was glued. And uh, I remember. Uh, um, oh, I can't think of her name right now. I can't think of her name right now. She was. The knockouts champion? Yeah. Mad- um, Madison Rain. Madison Rain. Yeah. Yeah. She's actually there right now. Yeah. Is she still there? But she's she's tiny, dude. Yeah. She's like But I always Yeah. She's she's good. I, man, she was she was always my favorite, man. They're they're right now they're pushing uh Eddie Edwards' wife. I can't think of her name. But she's not very good. I don't remember. Yeah, that's her his wife right now, she's wrestling. She's one of the active members on hmm. Impact, but she's not very good. But anyway. But anyway. We got, we're one minute and 48 seconds in. 48 seconds. Yeah. You guys want to talk about something else for 10 minutes? I don't know. You know? All I can think about is Westworld. Westworld? Westworld. Well, let's, well, let's talk about Westworld. You can talk about Westworld. I don't know a thing about Westworld. That's fantastic. You should I know it's thundering like crazy outside. It is, is it really? Yeah. Oh, man. I hope you're going to be Thunder and lightning. Are you going to be okay driving home? I might be floating home. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you have a, a life preserver. I know. Just in case you, you know, this dork's going to think he's going to drown. It's called my belly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just inflate my belly and I'll be all right. Yeah, just eat some eat some Doritos and you'll be good. I like Doritos. Do you have any Doritos? <laughs> no, I no, wish I didn't. have any Doritos. We have a lot of chicken. Yeah, that yeah. Chris helped us out with. Yeah. <laughs> I said some. You got all. <laughs> yeah. What was I doing? I was just grabbing chicken left yeah. there. <laughs> well, he said he said Ash said get chicken. So he's like, oh, there's chicken. Oh, there's more chicken. Oh, there's another chicken. So. I meant like a package of it. So I can like, I mean that works. It's gonna have chicken nuggets for a long are we, time. Were we having chicken or chicken? Chicken and chicken, and I bought hamburger meat too. Yeah. Yeah. But we, whatever. It'll get eaten. Yeah. Yeah. We. We hit it from both fronts. She was at Fiesta. I was at Sam's with you. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love Sam's. <sighs> Me too. I love that place. We go there about every two weeks. <laughs> but I tell you this, I've never seen it that bare. It was. Of it, it was bad. It was bad. But the people, I think there was more people than product. Yeah. You hear that now? Man. That's that's too much. Not too much. <laughs> <laughs> So, Westworld, Ash, season three. I'm pretty excited to have um, 
Aaron Paul in there. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious in how they're gonna they're gonna write uh, how they're gonna write him. Yeah. Whether he's gonna be a bad guy, good guy, um, I neutral. I think he's a cop. Is he? I think so. I think he's like a detective or something because you know, in this season they get to the outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really sure what's gonna happen. And they they still have all all the the old characters coming back in Some, different, different forms, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's like almost like um, American Horror Story, but kind of, but robots, but not really. Yeah. But robots. <laughs> but those robots are all the same ones. It's not this. They're not different ones. Yeah. Their character, they might be in reprogrammed, be different characters. Yeah. But now they're all remembering all their all their lives and all that stuff. You know. Yeah, it, lo- it looks it looks almost like the trailer looks almost like a superhero movie. Yeah, almost. Almost like a superhero spy movie. Yeah, like she's like jumping down from the high from the ceiling and landing. You know, and it looks kind of cool. But the question is, is Dolores really a hero? Yeah, I mean, kind of, but not really at the same time. You know, man, I really like her too. Yeah, I do too. I, I mean, think, I think to be honest with you, I think she should have been Captain Marvel. Really? Yeah. Evan Rachel Wood. I love her. My friend Vanessa got to make out with her before. Really? Yep. Back when she used to date Manson. I want to be your friend's friend. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I do too. But I think like, I, that's what I think of almost every time. I'm like, I think, but I think Dolores should have been. <laughs> she should have been Captain Marvel. Yeah, possibly. Because like she's badass. She is. I've, I've liked her since she was in um, since that movie Thirteen. She she doesn't make enough shows or movies. She does. You just gotta look for him. She's very particular, but she's not had the best experience with the um. Yeah. You know, with with not to get too heavy, but she hasn't had the best experience with the the whole uh, entertainment. Yeah. Industry. That is that the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Well, not specifically, but similar things and mm. past yeah. partners and places of power that felt you know people like that like to. When you get away from, they like to hold you accountable. But how did you think uh, season two ended? How, what are your thoughts on that? I'm trying to remember. What was the chick's name y'all are talking about? Evan Rachel Wood. She's like super hot. I really like her. She's like in fuego. But she's really smart, and she's a really good. She's she's a big <clears throat> activist over in California um, for like. A, she can act. She can she, activate she me. Helped, uh, <laughs> 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 sir, sir, talking about like you know, she's done a lot for uh, for victims of sexual abuse and things oh, like that. You know, um, helping, helping. <laughs> why did you? Why did well, you do no, that? Like she, uh, <laughs> she helped sponsor bill. Yeah. That got passed there recently about well, statute of limitations and stuff like that. So she does. She's she is not only looks like a badass. She is one. Well, I'm pretty excited about this season. So I'm, too. As I'm as sad as that Ben Barnes isn't going to be on it, but I don't guess there's anything more that they can do with this character. Yeah. But um, I love him. I think uh, as soon as I download this episode and load it, I'm going to watch it. So I'm going to try yeah. to watch it. So pretty excited. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Pay for HBO oh, for a reason. Chris, Chris is pulling up right now. For that and no. And Euphoria, which I don't come back until the summer. I really yeah. like that. She dated Marilyn Manson? Yeah. It's been about probably 10 years, but at one point in time she did. 
Wow. Every time I every time I think about her, I'm her and my friend, I guess it's when they're filming his um heart shaped glasses video is when they met. Really? Because Vanessa was in it and she was in the in the crowd during like the little concert scene. Man. That's my friend that I have the picture on Yeah. Her modeling picture on my wall in my bedroom. <laughs> so yeah, you should you should watch the show. I don't have time to watch the show. Do you? When, whenever, whenever things slow down, whenever the kids all got, the kids get out of the house, he's got Anthony Hopkins in, and he's not yeah. dead. That's a running joke because, like, I guess last year they were doing something. There's I don't remember which award show it was, but it came up like he was nominated for something. And Michelle was like, oh, "I was so sad when they showed Anthony Hopkins. I was crying. I'm like, he's not dead. I know. <laughs> it's like I thought he was dead. No. And so like anytime I see like an interview of him or some sort of yeah. news or like I'll see him random thing. They'll He's tag not. Michelle and it's like still not dead. Still not dead. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I cry. It's a great show. It's like um it has it has a, like the same uh budget that they that the Game of Thrones had. Yeah. So it's like it's pretty elaborate and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I love this I love the the show. I love the music. I I love the premise of it. It's just it's, it's a great show. I think it has a very very good cloak of mystery to where yeah. you're not really quite sure what's going to happen and who's going to do what and what's yeah. going to go where, you know. I mean, I'm 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 captivated by the western, the west, mm-hmm. the that genre. So I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to like this season, but I'm kind of yeah. I was kind of wondering where where does it go from here? You yeah. Know? So I mean, I like the fact that they did the west and then they they did like the, the far Japanese, east, the yeah. far east stuff. So that was kind of cool. But I'm I'm kind of I go I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like because Aaron Paul's in it and then Dolores mm-hmm. is in it. But um, you know I'm kind of I going I don't know man maybe maybe I gotta reach for this one. But no, nah, I'll probably like it. Yeah, so. no, it should be yeah. It's it gets it get it's getting pretty heavy. Yeah. You know? Anywho, so we got three minutes left. Um, we could do shout outs. I guess now we wanna. I wanted to do a shout out there. I already did it earlier. Earl, Earl Kennedy, Earl the Pearl, uh, and then Nate Goldstein. Hopefully, he he listens to this. Yeah, he just found out we got a podcast. <laughs> he just found out we got a podcast. And um, who else? Who else did we tell recently about the podcast? Um, I don't. I don't recall either. I think. Uh, yeah, just we told Nate, and uh, I think that's about it. So. Shout, shout out to anybody. Shout out to Alan, just our, any of our new listeners. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess the old ones too. So. And Nunez. Yeah. Yeah, Michael, Michael Nunez. Yeah. We're looking for you <laughs> and any documentarians that might be out there. We want to. Run, he, used to, he used to run really fast. Does he run really fast? You can do like Brandon when, you know, <laughs> did I tell you about when he found his. Um, he told me his, his middle school rival and he challenged him to race, but bless him that he went and he ran with this guy in jeans and uh like bike like skater shoes. I card sold skater shoes. That's awesome. Yeah, he came he came in second place again. Speak, speaking of when when is when is he in town? I don't know. Oh, that's right. Cause I don't know. No, I don't think any. I don't think anybody's going anywhere anytime soon. But yeah. I don't know. We just talk about it and just say that it's going to happen. We just don't know when. Okay. 
Yeah, we'll figure it out. We look forward to having him on. Yeah, so. possibly. I mean, hopefully. He's crossed. just busy, busy, busy. You know. Fingers crossed. He's but very busy. Getting shout out, shout out to my babies, um, especially Carly, Zoe, Kylan, and Lainey. Yeah, and my wife, Brittany. I like pumpernickel. <laughs> Brittany. I'm looking at I'm looking at the picture on my yeah on my. I, I'm just glad I'm, I'm glad Carter's okay. Yeah, that was because uh, I was having anxiety about that too. I was too. You think you were? <laughs> I was having anxiety for you. Thanks, man. <laughs> so. I wasn't. I was not fully like happy until she walked down the yeah to the baggage claim at the airport, and I could put my arms around her because yeah. You That's, know me. I was I was a wreck at work, man. That was that was scary, man. I didn't, I didn't want to tell you that at the time. No, it was. But it was, it was pretty scary. Trust me, I was scared. I thought my daughter was going to get trapped in New York, and uh, oh yeah, because all the yeah the confusion going well, on. Well, because everything know? went so fast, and mm-hmm. here Trump's talking about the whole country's on a state of emergency, and I'm like, okay, my daughter's in New York right well, now. Well, yeah, and. They were whenever they they passed the the travel bans, they weren't really clear on what country, yeah. and so people were yeah. staying here and, and missing their flights that didn't have to, and yeah, so on and so forth like that. It was just it's just people it's don't have it's their ducks. Their ducks are still running around. They don't have them in a row. Yeah. So she was she was in New York, and Friday I was not. Yeah, I'd, right. I might as well not have been at work because yeah, my brain was just on. I need my you, baby. You, you're an autopilot. Yeah, so, I really was. So I think I got. I was just. I said, you know what? I'm just gonna do stuff. Yeah, Chris is doing, Chris I'm, doing his own thing. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna go do stuff. <laughs> I'm glad you were doing stuff, man. Because, like I said, I just wanted my baby home, man. Yeah. Um, but she's back. She's back. She's good. Uh, no coronas, and she can correct you all she wants. All she wants. Yeah. <laughs> so, anywho. Yeah, um, I just wanted to tell everybody, um, thank you for downloading us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, for being fans. Uh, I am posting uh, this next podcast, um, and I'm going to be putting the Twitter handle on our Facebook handle. So if you guys want to download it and just like, you know, friend us and give us a comment or mm-hmm. a suggestion or something, it'd be awesome. So um, anyway, Ash, you got anybody else to shout out to? Nope. Nope. Okay. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week when we when we welcome Ken the Marvelous Marvel. Here we go.